This episode of Parked Up is brought to you by Race Fuels, and we are here to announce our partnership with the AMRS. Race Fuels is the official fuel partner of the AMRS, and will be on site at every round this year with our fuel delivery service. More info at racefuels.com.au. Two of the very best operators parked up in the garage. Wow. This has been coming for a long time. These two do not like each other. Two parts of the story is all red flag. This is a suspended uh, race. Hi there, it's the Parked Up Podcast. We're powered by Race Fuels. My name is Grant Rowley. I've got Tony Delberto with me, and this is Race Week Round One of the Super Cheap Auto TCR Australia Series is here. It's Round One of the brand newly named Speed Series. It's the AWC Race Tasmania. There's that many names going on here. It's all on Stan Sport. I think I've given up every name known to man about what we're doing, but it's this weekend. It's at Simmons Plains. Racing is back. Tony D, how are you? I'm bloody good, mate, and I'm super excited that we're going racing this weekend. Um, it's going to be great. There's lots of good drivers announced, which we'll talk about uh, during this pod. And uh, we've got some special guests on today's show, so let's not talk too much crap at the start because, you know, I, did get, oh, I got a bit of feedback from our last pod, a little bit oh, of feedback. Too much we, crap we, talk? We talk too long. We talk too long. Apparently, no one needs to know about my bladder and uh, the amount of uh, water intake on the road trip. So that's an important that's important road trip conversation. Apparently not. So let's just cut straight to the chase today. We're going to go into an interview with Timmy Slade, who today announced he's going to race for the first time S five thousand at at Tassie. So uh, that's going to be quite an interesting debut for him really i don't know if he's done any testing in the car is he uh, he'll be him. fine he'll be fine he's raced uh he used to race old formula fords he'll be perfectly fine races big uh high-powered supercars for a living so he'll slot in perfectly fine we've also got jet johnson who's making his national trans am debut in tassie the grandson of the great man dick johnson dickie J, as they call him in children's books um, and we'll also uh, preview all of the Race Tasmania stuff. Plus, we'll talk about the brand new podcast that has launched on the uh, on the Network R platform. So uh, all of that and more. But as Tony said, here we go. Let's talk to Tim Slade. Right now, you're listening to Parked Up and we're powered by Race Fuels. And it's great to have Tim Slade on the Parked Up podcast for the second or third time. Tim, great to have you back, mate. You've got a uh, a brand new thing happening this weekend. Of course, Supercars is coming up again, and you'll do that with with the Blanchard team. But uh, you're going to race S5000 down at Simmons Plains. How did it all come about? G'day, guys. Um, yeah, looking forward to uh, to the weekend ahead. Um, Mark Rundle just uh, flipped us a, a text late last week to to see if I was interested. So. Gave him a buzz back to, to nut it all out. And, um, yeah, it's obviously all all come together. And, like I said, yeah, looking forward to, to jumping in the car and um, doing some laps and going racing again in 2022. Slady, is it a category that's interested you from the get-go or have you been keeping your eye on the S5000s? They are a bit of a muscle car, um, even though they've got no roof. But, um, you know, they're, they're pretty exciting cars to watch. Are you, are you ready to go? Um, yeah, I mean, when, when they first, um, I guess, were released or introduced, if you like, I definitely, um, yeah, had a, had a look at that, that first race. And, um, you know, I, I'm interested in, um, I guess, all those race weekends with 
people like yourself, TD, racing in, in TCR and, and Moff and, and a couple of other mates. So, um, and, and I'm a race fan. I, I enjoy watching watching racing. So, yeah, for sure, I've, I've kept an eye on it. And I guess most recently um, at Sydney Motorsport Park last year um, and then at Bathurst racing with the supercars. So, yeah, I mean, from, from, what, um, from what I've seen, I guess, you know, I said, um, you know, to someone I spoke to during the week, they, they look, um, you know, not too dissimilar, I guess, driving style wise to the, to the supercar in that, you know, the philosophy is um, more, more grunt than, than grip. Um, it's been a while <laughs> since I've driven an open wheeler, but been doing some laps in some other fast cars recently. So um, I think everything's adjusted. <laughs> ready to go yeah cool mate uh everyone in the championship now the joey morsons the the james goldings they've had a little bit of time to get their head around it um so you're coming in like a little bit on the back foot but we saw with the guys like james golding who'd basically jumped straight out of supercars and into this category and he was quick straight away so there's nothing saying that you won't be able to do it. I know it was the last time you raced an open wheeler back with um, uh, Sonic Sonic um, in a Formula Ford. It might have been uh, some years ago, embarrassingly, yeah, like over 15 years ago. But um, <laughs> let's not talk about that too much. Um, how quickly do you think you'll be able to get your head around it? Um, yeah, I think that was the last time I drove an open wheeler. Um, yeah, like I, I don't, I don't underestimate um, any, you know, guys at, at at the front of the field in any category. Whether you know, I go and race my dad's XL, um, you know, at Tail and Bend in Adelaide. You know, the guys up the front in, in all categories are are always pretty on it. Um, and yeah, I mean, there's some exceptional talent in in S five thousand with you know guys like you mentioned, like um, Joey and and Golding. Um, so yeah, I mean, we, we, we have the opportunity to do some laps on the, on the Thursday before the weekend starts. So um, yeah, hoping uh, that doesn't sort of take too long to get my head around it all. Plus Simmons is only a, a short lap. So you get more laps uh, in, in, in your test day than a, than a normal track. Now Slady, are we going to see you try and contest more rounds than just this one? Depends if I enjoy it, I guess. what a position to be in if i I qualify last and finish last in every race probably not (laughs) but there's um i think there's a couple of rounds that that clash with with supercar stuff um and yeah i I don't think the you know brm know exactly kind of what the the situation is from their end too i mean it's something i guess they've got a level of interest for me if, if it was something that I'd be interested in doing, you know, more of throughout the years, which, you know, for me, um, you know, I think as a race car driver, um, especially in supercars, we don't actually get to go, you know, racing or, or testing or whatever that often. So I think the more laps you can be doing in anything in, and in something that I guess probably keeps you really sharp, like a S5000 car and is fast, I think, more, more the better. So yeah, it probably is something that that would interest me in if uh, if the opportunity came up to do more of. 
Yeah, cool. We'd love to uh, we'd love to see you in there, of course. But you will be doing some extra racing at different points with the the GT World Challenge stuff that you do with Brad Schumacher. He's got a very fast last name, but he's also got a really fast car these days as well in the uh, in the new Audi. You're linking up with him again. I think you just recently did a test. You're locked in for the enduro uh, the the two endurance races. Is that right? Um, yeah, I actually um, went down to Sydney Motorsport Park with and met, met Brad there. Uh, was it a week or two ago? And um, he got his his new car towards the end of last year. So yeah, it was good to have a have a steer in that. Um, you know, Brad and I have actually become quite good mates. So it's just you know enjoyable uh, you know to go and spend some time with him and actually really enjoy helping him out as well because uh, he's he's very teachable. So yeah, you basically um, pretty much tell him what to do, and he uh, he he can basically do it. So it, it's rewarding in that sense. Um, but then yeah, race wise this year, I, I'm I'm not sure what the enduros are. There's Bathurst what at the end of the year, but is the wasn't the first one meant to be the the 12 hour? I don't think anyone knows. The, yeah. the, the calendar's <laughs> the calendar's not quite out yet, and I'm the one responsible for putting the calendar out. So oh, even, oh. even still, there's a couple of TBAs. But look, it's not uh, uh, in defence of the category. It's not really there's not really much they can do about it at this point. So um, yeah, hang I mean, tight. Yeah, I mean the other thing for Brad as well, he's, he's not exactly sure. Um, you know, he, his car isn't in you know the the latest. Um, spec uh, for a gt3 audi so he's kind of deciding on um you know exactly what what class he's he's going to run in and what makes sense um dollars and and upgrades wise and everything else goes and i think you know that'll determine on on what we to do together as well but yeah like uh, i'll go to you know most of the the test days and maybe even some race meetings with him this year as well um even though i'm not driving just to to give him a bit of a hand now, speaking of test days, you recently had a little go in the Gen Three. Um, how did that go? Uh, yeah, it was it was all good. Um, JC was out there as well, cutting some laps in the in the Mustang. So he did most of the morning, and then you know he he left right as the day got to about thirty seven degrees and, <laughs> and handed uh, over. Yeah, hand, handed it over. Um, yeah, it was was super super hot, but. Um, yeah, I guess it was probably everything that I expected. Um, and yeah, fingers crossed, you know, it, it meets all the the criteria that, that they want it to. I guess the one thing we all want is closer racing. Uh, I don't care how they, uh, what, what hand or what buttons you're pressing to change right. gears, even though all of that has been sorted in the past couple of days with stick shift being confirmed. But uh, do you feel just from the you know, limited running, I guess, that you had, that you'll be able to race closer, which is one of the one of the big issues, one of the big um, complaints that that, uh, that you guys give is that you just can't race close enough um, with the current aero package. Do you reckon the new gen is going to give us a, a some closer racing? Uh, I guess just to put it simply, I have no idea. Um, <laughs> and I don't think... Like I honestly don't think you will know until we till we get out there and in that you know full race situation and yeah, you know it's pack. also quite track dependent on well I think it affects us most places but but some places it affects us more 
obviously like you know the faster more flowing tracks like a city motorsport park or grand prix um phillip island so um yeah um i, I don't feel confident to to say um either or so i, I love just, that answer I'll, I'll sit on the fence I like that answer um, because uh, you know I heard uh, I read Feeney's comments about definitely it's going to be better. I thought, oh, I know that's what the category wants you to say, and that's what we're all hoping for. But it's very hard to know right now when you've done a couple of laps sitting behind someone. Um, so yeah, time will tell with that one. But yeah, you know, just the feeling of the car though. I mean, everyone's talking about it, but they're being quite loose and they're moving around quite a bit. Can you really notice the amount of aero that's gone from the car? Uh, yeah, again, it, it, it's a tough one because, you know, they're so early in the development there. The focus is more on getting the basics right, getting it running properly, ironing out the bugs. And, um, you know, I don't think they've really focused any time on actual, uh, you know, the balance of the car. And, you know, from what I've read, it's, it's all the Camaros understeery, the Mustangs oversteery, but they they shouldn't really, um, you know, be that, that extreme or, you know, the, the differences between them. So, and, and then, you know, you're not going to have DJR who's running the Mustang bolting in there, you know, their, their guru set up because everyone else is driving the car. So, I mean, my theory on all of that is, you know, I think a fast race car balance is a fast race car balance. It doesn't really matter, you know, or maybe it's a bit different in TCR when it's front wheel drive. But um, yeah, I, I think once, you know, we get the cars, well, once we build the cars and, you know, we get testing, we'll probably move more towards the balance that we've been used to anyway. And you always just drive it to the, to the, the group level available. So um, yeah, I think it'll probably, yeah, it's going to be different, but then once we all do, you know, a few laps in them, it's going to become the new normal. And I think we'll get it back to a balance to what we're more used to with our cars now anyway. Now, just a, uh, just a question from the co-drivers association and their uh, head commissioner is Tony Delberto. Will the co-drivers <laughs> find it difficult to step in for a uh, once, maybe twice a year sort of deal when these new cars come in, when the gen three comes? What, like if, Anton gets sick of it. <laughs> oh, no, just let's, let's fast forward to 2023. Tony D's done a couple of, uh, he's done a couple of test days. How hard do you think it's going to be for guys who, you know, hopefully unlike yourself, don't have full-time drives to step into these, into these new cars? Um, I could imagine that's going to pose a fair bit of a challenge, especially because we've been so used to the current generation of cars, which have just been around since Larry Perkins and Dick Johnson were driving, really. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, oh, I guess, you know, they're all in the same boat um, and they're all trying to maximise their laps in the car at the test days and ride days. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I, I think different people will probably just um, take to it a, a little bit differently. Um, I think guys that are potentially a bit more experienced and have driven you know, different types of cars over the years are going to adapt better to something that forget about what it is. It's just different. So for me, I guess, you know, I've driven quite a bit of different stuff and in my head, I'm just like, okay, it's just another race car. And it's the same, same thought process of, you know, how to maximize what's beneath you um, to achieve the best lap time. So 
Um, yeah, I, I hadn't thought about it until you until you mentioned it then. But um, <laughs> hard hitting yeah, questions, so I'm parked up. I think, like I said, it'll just after you know they're all professional race car drivers and um, or have been or or whatever and yeah, well, part timers uh, these days, mate. <laughs> <laughs> and and I think yeah, once you you know you, you do a few sessions and then it just becomes it becomes normal. It's it's no different to the TCR car. Is you can't really get much more or polar different. opposite from a from a supercar to the TCR. And you know you got guys racing them on the same weekend, so it's not it's not going to be too hard. Well, we thank you very much for coming on this episode of Parked Up, previewing uh, Simmons Plains this weekend. Very excited to get down there. We, we asked we're more Gen 3 questions. We asked more Gen 3 questions than we yeah, did S5000. I, I thought you were going to keep asking, so I wrapped it up. If, if you're chasing someone that's going to really hype something up and give you controversial answers, you've rung the wrong bloke. <laughs> <laughs> nah. Who should we ring? Uh, yeah, I reckon you blokes could work it out. Yeah, cool, mate. Well, we look forward to seeing you down at Simmons Plains. It's going to be a great weekend. S5000, TCR, Trans Am. Tim Slade will be driving uh, S5000. His very first uh, very first run in S5000. He's going to pick it up perfectly fine, and we look forward to seeing how many trophies he collects over the weekend. <laughs> Thank, thanks, thanks, boys. Man. Good chat. Cheers. See you, buddy. And great to catch up with Tim Slade ahead of the AWC Race Tasmania, the first major motorsport event for 2022. We didn't actually get to ask him about how do you think he's going to go in the cool drive racing uh, Mustang this year, but um, there's plenty of other stuff to go on before the supercars hit the track. Of course, he'll be racing for Tim Blanchard's team in the supercars championship. Tony D, GZ, um he had a uh, a bit of an up and down season last year. How do you reckon Slade will go oh, with supercars this year? I thought he had a pretty good season, to be honest. He like did have a good season, no problem. Single car team. He most of the time he was ahead of the other uh, Tickford cars. So, um, yeah, may maybe a little bit inconsistent at times, but he actually I reckon punched well above his weight. So um, if he can build upon that, then I reckon he's going to be in for a pretty good year because. For a lot of that group, it was the first year they were running together uh, from an engineering point of view and team management and all that sort of stuff. So it can only get stronger, can only get better. And he's doing a lot of driving. He's doing a lot of driving to lead into the, the start of the year. All right. Well, um, we are going to bowl out of Tim Slade and we're going to bowl into Jet Johnson, the grandson of three-time Bathurst 1000 winner, Dick Johnson, the son of of Stephen Johnson. It's a legendary name in the world of Australian motorsport. And Jet is the uh, latest Johnson to be coming up through the ranks. He is making his national motor racing debut this weekend down in Tasmania, driving in the Turtle Wax Trans Am series. He's done a fair bit of uh, state and local racing, heaps of Hyundai Excels, but now he's making his big debut uh, racing in the big V8 Trans Am class. Uh, and, of course, it's in a Ford Mustang. Uh, and we're going to grab him right now on the line. It's Jet Johnson's debut on Parked Up. And great to have Jet Johnson on the Parked Up podcast. Uh, Jet, you're down in Tassie. You're ready to go. Your national motor racing debut. Uh, how are you feeling? Yeah, I'm feeling good. You know, I'm real, really excited for the weekend. Just, um, you know, get 
bit more experience under my belt. Um, go and race with some guys that are a bit tougher. Um, you know, they won't uh, won't let me buy as easy. So I'm gonna have to work real hard. Um, learn a new track as well. So I'm I'm really excited for it. Now the the beauty of Tassie is only a few corners, so there's not too many corners to actually uh, learn. Um, but you're right, very competitive category. But you've been doing great stuff in Queensland in Trans Am. Um, how have you acclimatised to the big V8? Look, it actually hasn't been um, hasn't actually been too hard to get used to the big V8. You know, I'm honestly from everything I've driven on simulators and everything. You know, I've watched and been taught. It's all been. It was actually harder to learn to drive the Hyundai than it was the TA2. It, feels more natural driving the TA2 for me. And um, I think the beauty of it is you could either go two ways. You could go TA2 or you could go Toyota 86 with the stage that I'm at. And something like the TA2 is really, you know, it's sort of a no-brainer. It costs the same to run as a, you know, as a Toyota 86. And it's a lot closer to driving something like a supercar. But they're awesome to drive. Now, Jet, uh, the rumour on the on the street is that um, you're auditioning for my co-drive. Is, is that true? <laughs> mate, I'm um, just trying to get anything I can at the moment. But, um, mate, door's open if you need me. <laughs> <laughs> well, keep yourself nice and healthy because, you know, that COVID is, is lurking around the corner. You just never know when it will strike. Yeah. It's, um, you know, we were sort of hoping last year to, just jump straight in and start doing some um, some national rounds. But, yeah, because of COVID, that all sort of got canned. So I'm really excited that we're able to start it this year. And, I'm, you know, I'm glad I was able to get a bit of experience last year just running all the QR events, um, you know, just trying to figure myself out a bit. So it was almost uh, so while it, you you did want to try and get uh, some, some national rounds under your belt, it was almost uh, too difficult to do. Uh, even for this weekend, you had to get some extra special dispensation from Motorsport Australia to be able to get onto the grid because, brother, you're only 16 years old. Yeah. So you turned 17 in a couple of weeks, is that right? Yeah, so uh, 7th of March is my birthday. But, um, yeah, look, there was a real late uh, real late rule change, I guess you could call it, which, um, yeah, that sort of wasn't looking too good for us. But, you know, we ended up, reasoning with everyone in the end and um you know i'm real happy we're able to make it to uh to tassie for this weekend. yeah awesome when you can have someone like stephen johnson call up motorsport australia and, <laughs> and, uh, and ask some questions i'm sure uh, there was no bias but um uh, handy to have some uh, uh well-known figures in your corner um but uh, look age aside it uh how do you think you're going to fit into the pack some really good guys in there you know, it's the it's the Nathan Hearns and then uh, Tim, Brooke. Tim Brooke, of course, our, our good friend. Uh, we've got um, Nash Morris, Ben Grice. There's a bunch of really, really strong guys in, in the class. So uh, where do you think you'll sort of mix into it? Honestly, I'm not, uh, not too sure. I'm hoping to be at the pointy end of it this weekend. But for me, it's, you know, it's just going to be about, you know, keeping out of any shunts that happen. Um, not getting into too much trouble over the weekend and just you know learn a bit more hard racing because that's sort of the one thing you know last year that I didn't have a whole heap of um, was just some real close door-to-door racing for an entire race weekend 
So that's something I'm really excited for. But yeah, look, if I can get up top five there or thereabouts, I'll um, I'll be happy. I think that's a great approach because, you know, you, the only way to gain experience is actually finish the races. So uh, you're probably better off uh, maybe being a bit conservative at times when finishing those races and get that experience under your belt. But you've got some really good people in your corner. Uh, obviously, your dad, Stevie J, as we know him. Um, is he going to be there? Is he going to be helping you out? And uh, is he going to be on the radio? Um, yeah, I'm pretty sure he's on the radio this weekend because um, our engineer, Paul Forgey, he also engineers for Tim Brooks. Yep. I think, uh, I think I'll have Dad on the cans this weekend. But, yeah, it's good, um, real good, you know, having all the guys that we have helping us out. Um, a bit unfortunate because Granddad couldn't make it out. It was a bit hard for him. But, um, yeah, he'll be, no doubt, he'll be sitting there watching and yelling at the TV halfway through the races. So Have, um, you, got um, his, uh, have you got his Stan um, subscription up to date or what? <laughs> Well, when we were chatting to him the other day, I think he's just going to rob Anton's one for, uh, for the weekend. <laughs> but, um, nice. Yeah, he'll find, he'll find a way to watch it. Awesome. Nice. Hey, Tony D said at the uh, at the top of the interview that Simmons Plains wasn't really uh, going to pose you too much problem, you know, a couple of drag strips and a couple of corners. But um, you'd said to me earlier that you'd done a bit of work on the sim and, uh, you know, there are, it is it can be quite technical in some points. That's what you'd found. Yeah, well, it's a bit, um, yeah, you look at the circuit and, you know, it looks pretty, pretty simple. It's um, basically a NASCAR track with two right-hand corners. But um, it actually is, you know, I found the simulator quite a technical circuit. You've got turn four, which is quite a banked turn. You've got the uh, last two turns coming onto the straight, which can throw you off a little bit if you get the line wrong. And then you've got turn one and two as well with that massive dip coming into turn one which can you know have you get unstuck pretty easily there yeah so um it'll be good as well because it's quite a small track so no doubt we'll um we'll end up running into a fair bit of traffic so a bit more passing opportunities for me you get plenty of laps in practice and qualifying um but you're right only really three sort of main sections of the circuit but i think that actually makes it more difficult to get an advantage over your competitors your competitors so uh every little margin does help and uh, but that banked corner um turn four is really really cool you'll absolutely love that yeah it, um it looks pretty cool and it's i think the beauty of it is you can take it heaps of different ways and you know still not lose any time from it so um you know just one of the things as well that's going to be hard is because it's such a small track it's 54 second lap there's not really much time to make a heap of time up you know there's nowhere to make big gains on everyone else so it's another thing i'm expecting it to be real close racing all weekend which you know beauty of it i'm just going to get more uh be in the action a bit more so more learning for me now jet last time i was up in queensland you were chomping on a salad um you take your you take your training and your eating pretty serious these days um, how have you prepared yourself for uh, this upcoming season? You've been doing plenty of training. Yeah, over Christmas I've uh, sort of started training. You know, a fair bit more, starting to get really into it. Um, you know, I think that's the uh, the thing now is even speaking to Granddad as well. It's sort of back when they were racing, it wasn't as much into diet and everything. Even now, when 
half the times if I mention anything about it, he'll turn around and say I don't need it all and it's all bullshit and you know, <laughs> that's just him. But um yeah, look, it's one of those things now where yeah, everyone's fighting to just try and get that little bit more out of themselves. So you've really yeah. got to be pushing hard and, you know, it's ninety percent off track really is what dad's always told me. It's you know, all the prep work leading up to the season, leading up to your rounds, and then 10% of it's working at the track. Yeah. If I recall, your granddad was quite the swimmer because he was always like pretty, like pretty lean, not, uh, not lean, but certainly, um, certainly very strong. And he used to do a lot of swimming. I think he used to swim like a ridiculous amount of kilometers each morning, like 3K or something, which uh, um, that, that's, that right? that's, that's what I recall. Yeah. He, um, he was telling me just the other day, he used to, you know, if he couldn't at a track, he said he used to sort of Friday mornings go for a swim, try and do about 5K. And he was telling me about some of the race meets where it was too cold for them to actually have the pool open. So he had to try and break into any pools <laughs> he could find to try and get his 5K out. But um, yeah, you know, it's, yeah, he's still out there swimming as much as he can. Um, you know, I was over at his place the other day and they've got a lap pool, so he was uh he was pumping a few laps out there. Nice. But um I'd struggle yeah. after fifty meters, let alone five kilometers. Christ. <laughs> yeah, I don't I don't think at the moment I'm uh I'm cut out to swim as well. But uh you know, who knows? I might get might get granddad go down to the pool and see if he can give me any tips. <laughs> exactly. Well, uh, he's got uh, plenty of experience and plenty of great things he could pass on, and I'm sure he's uh, done a little bit of that um, over the years. What What has he actually said to you? What does uh, What does Dick Johnson think of the the Trans Am class? Like they, you know, they make all the right noises and they uh, they make all the right sounds. They look the business. What What does he reckon? Oh, he loves them. You know, he thinks that. Uh, you know, looking from budget side of things looking from an experience side of things he thinks they're just unreal you know for what you get for how little you've got to put into it i mean it's motorsport you still got to put mm. put a fair few dollars into it but for what it is you can't really beat it to be honest he um you know another thing is that when he's looking at you know let's say he's looking at other drivers he's looking at backgrounds as well looking at where they've started and you know, I guess something good that people would like to see is coming from something like Trans Am is starting early in a rear-wheel drive, high-horsepower car. Because mm. they've got, you know, a lot of horsepower. They move around a lot. So learning from the start, you know, real good basics of car control is something you can't really beat. I think especially now with the way Gen 3 is rolling out, you know, it's sort of, almost that trans am is in between a little bit um or very much the same characteristics so if you can get your head around the trans am i'm sure those skills will uh translate over to the gen 3 just in time to steal my co-drive <laughs> <laughs> yeah look i'm um yeah that's the thing yeah i was looking at as well as how similar the driving style is in the gen 3 i was you know i've seen a little bit on board and um the driving style is actually surprisingly similar from the Trans Am car to the Gen 3. So it will be quite interesting in the future for people that have come up through Trans Am and are heading into supercars that already have that, I guess, muscle memory of what yeah. high horsepower car that moves around a lot feels like. 
Well, we'll have to you'll have to flick Adrian Burgess an email to see if you can do some Gen Three testing. I think that's well, going to be. Well, I was um, I was at QR. Oh, was it? I think it was on Friday, and um, I had my suit and everything there because I was driving one of the TA two cars, and I was walking around trying to find him, trying to see if I can snag a driving one of the Gen Threes. <laughs> I couldn't find him. <laughs> But I think he nice. saw you walking around and he's probably uh, run off and started to hide. <laughs> uh, mate, it won't be, too, won't be too long before you get to uh, drive one of those uh, one of those supercars, no doubt, um, because we've seen that you've been very impressive in, uh, in that lower level uh, Trans Am competition. Now you step up to the, uh, the big legs and um, we uh, both, Tony and I, obviously wish you all the best. We're looking forward to seeing how you go up against what's going to be a pretty good field uh, on some pretty hot Tassie days. Yes. Yeah. It's yeah, going to be really good. But, uh, yeah, it's going to be you know, a big thing in the weekend. It's going to be tyre management and brake management because uh, you know, Simmons is quite hard on brakes, as uh, a lot of people that have driven there have known. So, yeah, it'll be a fair bit of strategy this weekend with how hard you push it in the first couple of races. Cool. Push away. Chet Johnson, thank you so much for joining us on Parked Up. Yeah, thanks for having me, guys. Cheers, mate. We'll see you there. All right. We thank Chet Johnson for his time on the Parked Up podcast. We thank Tim Slade for his time on the Parked Up podcast. Great to have two great names join us for a quick chat. Now, before we do anything else, let's do some news. And the news is brought to us by motorsportwebsites.com.au. Let the guys at Motorsport Websites look after your next motor racing style website. Tony D, he's, hey, some big news very first. Big news. What? 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 Race Fuels is now the official fuel distributor for the Australian Motor Racing Series. So this is for your AASA uh, aligned championships, most of which are the same sort of cars that race. In motorsport australia events uh it's just uh yeah it's like different type of racing uh different type Fantastic. of state-based state racing and right those guys can now get the same level of service that uh, supercars the tcr s5000 touring car masters carrera cup the same level of precision fuel delivery service is now coming to AMRS. So that's uh, great news for our uh, friends at Race Fuels. Excellent. We, we used some of uh, Race Fuels' finest drop over when we went to Adelaide recently. Yes. Their for that, finest For that drop. secret thing, which we'll be able to talk about next week. We thought we could talk about it this week, but uh, it's not quite ready to be released. Mm, no worries. No, well, next time. You have to next. wait till next time. That's all right. Okay, so um, some other big news before we get into the normal big news oh God, yeah. is that this this fine publication, uh, Parked Up, which is produced, distributed, owned, and loved by the great team at Network R, has mm. produced a new podcast. And there's two oh. podcasts under the Network R umbrella. Wow. Uh, so Girls on the Grid launched uh, on Monday which is uh, hosted by Tanea McLeod and Priya Richards. It's a girl's lens on the Australian motorsport scene. So uh, really cool thought- first episode, which just launched um, on Monday. So you can check it out, uh, Girls on the Grid. It's available on all your 
uh, favorite places to get uh, podcasts. So listen in to the girls. They interviewed Jess Dane in the first episode. I thought this podcast was just about, uh, or their hosts were just girls. <laughs> Why are you doing two girls podcasts? <laughs> they act like girls. The one on this one, <laughs> and that's that's being sexist saying that, so I won't say that. I have oh. to look, the girls, um, uh, Tanea and Priya, do an awesome job uh, in their very first, uh, very first podcast. I have to say, their first podcast is way better than our first podcast. Uh, yeah, we, we've done all the learning for them. Um, and uh, hard yard. another thing, fancy mics too. They've got more Instagram followers than us. They had more Instagram followers before we. They even put an episode out. We've done ninety-five of these things now. No, we don't need Instagram. We don't need it, mate. No, it's not very popular. Anyway, let's get into some actual news, some racing news, news, not just Network R news. Let's go. Well, and race fuels. We talked about two very important elements of the business. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, (laughs) Let's let's preview the AWC Race Tasmania this weekend. TCR back out on track. We've got Trans Am, of course, and S5000. Let's talk TCR first. Tony D, you've got a new Kodra, a new um, uh, stable mate. mate. Well, he's sort of, he's not really new to me. I've I've shared a race car with him many times. And (laughs) of course, you're talking about Fabian Coulthard, (laughs) a good friend of ours. (laughs) or mine, really. He's not really your friend. Um, (laughs) He will be joining the field and uh, in a Honda. Honda. In a Ronda Honda um, with Wall Racing. So that's a bit exciting. Uh, We're going to partner up and... um, yeah, it'd be interesting to see what he thinks of it. I tell you what, it's a big field, really, really, really good field. Uh, well, Will Brown was announced this week as well, so he'll be driving the. Oh, can we say what it is? Yeah, Audi. Sure. Yeah, the Audi. Yeah, but the sponsor. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Liquimoli. Okay, there you go. I didn't know whether we could uh, say that yet. It I actually in... dropped off my race gear today to NPC. What for? We're there actually because they could take it across. You didn't even me. come. I was there all day. You didn't even come in and say good day. Well, this is like 3.30 when we we're trying to get home so we could record the pod. Anyway, oh. so uh, I saw the new livery, Liquid Molly livery. Mm. Doesn't look too bad. It's yeah, it right. looks good. Not bad. Yeah, it's good. Not bad. It's no, it's no Honda Civic, but anyway. Oh. Um, and I saw I saw Jay Hansen's brand new Audi. Mm. Man, that thing is sexy. Mm, very Real sexy. Real good. Hey, Real that, good. like everything in that car is different. So... Mm. Uh, and I'm sure the, the characteristics of the old Audi, new Audi are going to be pretty similar, but that thing's going to be a weapon. I'll tell you what, if Jay Hansen is on his game, then you blokes won't know what way he's gone. It, it should be that way. The if, battle, if, battle for second is on. If it goes as good as it bloody looks, as they say, mm. it will be very fast. Um, but yeah, looking forward to this weekend. Uh, it wasn't a happy hunting ground for Honda last year. So I've got my fingers, toes and every other orifice um, crossed. I'm <laughs> hoping that we're going to go better this weekend um, because uh, I love going to Tassie. I love the circuit. Um, and I just think there's going to be uh, you know, a lot of good guys at the front this weekend. It's going to be on. It's going to be red hot. Mm. Yep. Yep. I, I'd expect exactly the same. And of course, we're now seeing more details about the Stan Sport deal coming to light as well. Last time we sport, spoke when we were driving home in the car, we were talking a day before it was actually being released. So um, now that we know exactly what's happening, plenty of uh, live on-demand um, ad-free coverage. So that's uh, that's that's pretty exciting. Uh, it's got the support of the Nine Network, of course. So there'll be a bit of a free-to-air component. 
for Race Tasmania. So plenty of ways to watch and see. I think um, this is a uh, it's a it's a very interesting step for uh, for Australian motorsport. Of course, we've had um, I guess we've had Foxtel for the past you know what is it six seven eight years with supercars. Some of the only ways to watch a supercars race was to have Foxtel, or in recent times to have Ko mm. to be able to watch live sport. But now I guess this takes it to the next level where um, effectively the only way to watch it will be to have the the um, to have the stand sport product, which uh, you know no one ever gets uh, really upset about paying to watch these uh, Netflix and all of this. So um, uh, this is a, a, a forward thinking uh, idea, and um, I'm kind of really excited to see what the what the outcome is going to be because the react like you look at some of the reaction on socials, some of it's not brilliant. But uh, I can almost guarantee that eighty percent of the people who are sucking about it are the ones who are already signed up for it. Well, time will tell. Um, just people don't like change, you know. And uh, if you give them the forum to actually, like social media does, actually make a comment, it generally will be negative. So um, let's let's see what the telecast is like and what we can produce, and hopefully everyone gets on board and absolutely loves it because I think it is a step in the right direction. Uh, we're not playing second fiddle to uh, supercars anymore. So we're, we're going to be, um, you know, playing on the same level and have a network that's actually going to be behind it and prioritize TCR and ARG and all the categories. Yep. Well, well, we'll see how it all goes. Of course, the broadcast will be on Saturday and Sunday, 1 till 5 p.m. Australian Eastern Daylight Time on both of... Uh, on both the days, on both Saturday and Sunday. So uh, plenty of racing action. Coming up this weekend, the first major national motorsport event of the year. Okay, let's uh, let's talk about some supercars action. We can talk about um, uh, stick shift, probably the biggest story mm. that dropped over the weekend. I think it was on Sunday it dropped. It was uh, confirmation that there'll be no paddle shift it had been just one of those subjects that had been talked over and over and over and it was uh almost embarrassing how much it was being talked about but they finally they've stuck with the big knob and you'll um you'll be able to uh pull that stick as much as you want inside those gen threes yeah i think it's fantastic that they finally just made a decision i don't know if anyone i mean i think some people were very vocal about what they wanted but um now they've just made a call on it and i think it's definitely the right call yeah. I just couldn't see why they were going to go down the path of paddle shift or something like that when there was so much outrage from the fans. And it just, yeah, might as well just stick with what people want and get on with it. That's it. The fans have got what they wanted well. And the, some of the drivers have got what they wanted as well. Just remember that Barry Rogers chat we had a few weeks ago. He said that he wasn't really fast. If anything, he was leaning towards having the paddle shift. But, but way, whatever but majority was that they wanted the they wanted the big old sh- the, they wanted the big stick they wanted the stick they and they've got it as well they've got it uh okay was there any other supercars news what else has happened in that world oh there was heaps go so tell much me. news go for it tell me nah i've got nothing <laughs> got nothing <laughs> <laughs> you've been living in your own you've been living in your own uh little uh in your little own bubble. little yep yep doing uh doing bits and pieces over in south australia and getting it's back to busy. work it's been super busy super Good. busy 
There we go. Um, amazing uh, how out of um, uh, routine I feel actually doing some traveling. It's weird. It's weird. Just so used to not doing it anymore. Um, yeah. Anyway, good little road trip over there. That was it was good fun. Thanks everyone for listening in. The uh, numbers were embarrassingly good as we uh, made our way. Really? Yes. Were they good? (laughs) It was good. I think people just wanted to know what the hell we do between um, (laughs) what what you do on a road trip between Melbourne and Adelaide, Adelaide and Melbourne, or wherever we're going. Um, uh, Okay, cool. So let's uh, let me just uh, wind it back to uh, Tassie. It's this weekend. You, you guys, you you really struggled there last time. It was well documented. How do you think you're going to go this time around? I don't know. I really don't know. I don't know what the BOP is, um, balance of performance. And um, last year we lobbied pretty hard after after Tassie. Um, after during Tassie. During yeah. There is a there is a rule now though that wasn't in place last year that, that you can't sook halfway through a race meeting at the media manager. I hope that's the rule. <laughs> that is the rule. It's like it's Good. like Toto can't talk to Michael Massey anymore. <laughs> um, no, that if the BOP is so far wrong, they will assess it and make a change during a race meeting. Whereas oh. last year, so they it call was it the like Tony rule. Bad. Yes. Is it called the Tony rule? The Hon- it's the Honda Cup rule. <laughs> um, so that that's that gives me a little bit of hope that if we are really battling, like it was very obvious early on last year, that they'll try and do something about it. Um, because you know you sort of lose a round, you lose momentum, you lose interest basically um, when you're so far off the pace, and everyone's you know investing hard in it and spending money and. It's not cheap to run these cars and then to just run around the back. Not so much fun. So maybe, maybe that's all you were good for though. No, nah, I don't believe it. I don't believe it. <laughs> not when there was three other of three yeah, others hanging, me. hanging around you. Behind me, mate. It was the Honda Cup down the back. The pressure was freaking intense last mm. year. Mm. So intense. No one wanted to be the last Honda. No. No. <laughs> well, no one wants to be last anyway. That's part of part of competition. Um... But um but whatever. Okay, so right, the Hondas they've got it sorted this season. No, yeah? they haven't got it You're sorted. Gonna... We're hoping it's gonna be better. Exactly. Let's just assume you've got it sorted. Okay. Who, who are you racing right at the front? Oh, that's really quite a big list, to be honest. I Who's think the, the just I only want three names. I don't want you to rattle off half the field. Okay. Well, I would expect Will Brown to be quick. Uh, I would expect, and I'll, I'll talk about, you know, the guys are going to do the championship, not just the one-offs because we're hoping Fabian's going to be up the front too. Cause that means hopefully means I will be too. Um, Aaron Cameron in the Peugeot. I think he'll be, he'll be very quick. Um, who else? Ooh, one more. You've only got one more. I gave you three, but there's so many Josh Bucken. There you go. Josh Bucken. Oh, yep. that's nice. Great. Okay. Yeah. So there, are, there is like a good, strong list. So, um, like if the if the BOP is spot on for TCR Australia in 2022, any number of eight drivers could be the champion by the end of the end of the series. I mean, I think Will Brown's got to be in a pretty good spot. We know he's a great uh, driver. He's won in this category before, and he's driving the car that won last year's title in a category that's dictated by a balance of performance rule will brown for me has to be the favorite but really 
really? you say. Yes, mate, you got you have got your head up your ass. Honestly, that Jesus. is that is so far from reality. I reckon. Wow. No way. Okay. He'll be fast. He'll be fast. Of course, fast. he will be. Mm-hmm. But if you, I, I would be very surprised if he walks away with it. Okay. Very so surprised. So There's you some think super talent in there? There honestly. is. There really yep. is. There really is. I like. Uh, I think your two suggestions, uh, Aaron Cameron, is a uh, is an excellent one. Finished second last year. The Peugeot's proved to be fast at a variety of circuits. There was mm. there was no circuit where it was weak. Uh, Bathurst, it was good. Simmons Plains, it was good. Um, Jason Barguana in a Peugeot won a race at Phillip Island. So it's probably good. Sydney Motorsport Park was the only one he struggled a bit. Well, he also did end up backwards into a fence, yeah. so that yeah. uh, didn't yeah. really that didn't really help him either. Um, uh, Josh Buchan, I think, yeah, for sure, with one year under his belt now, he'll be he'll be strong and uh, a, a then, great you know, character. You got, you got guys like Dylan O'Keefe, Moffat, um, Jordan Cox, uh, Ben Baguana, like. I'm Michael, missing a whole Michael, heap of Michael them. Caruso, Caruso, Caruso in the Ash yeah. Seawood Alpha, which, which was, was dominant at Simmons exactly. Plains last year. So, so uh, you know, yep, yep. it's going to be it's going to be hot. It's really going to be good. I was thinking about the other day. Out of all the categories there are, like under supercars, it would have to be probably the biggest talent pool. I reckon. Right, mm-hmm. that's a big call. But I reckon uh-huh. when you look at the amount of drivers with experience and young guys coming through, like uh, compared to DVS. Or Super Two, um, you know, Trans Am is five thousand, whatever. You got, you know, a few key guys, but we sort of have like across the board is very strong. Mm-hmm. Yep. Well, you can watch it all on Stan Sport uh, this weekend. It, uh, I think it's is it twenty bucks, ten bucks to get your Stan oh. subscription. Watch a heap of TV. You know, maybe some soapies. A little I bit of entertainment. Well, you don't need to. to. You're actually there. you're actually racing it. Are you going to set up exactly. your phone? You're going to set up your phone <laughs> on your dash. Where am I running? Um, yeah. So uh, yeah. So ten dollars for your normal stand, and then ten dollars over and above that to get your stand sport, which gives you IndyCar as well. Gives you some World Endurance Championship, World Rally, the rugby. Do you like the rugby? Do you like your All Blacks? Do you like no. your your Wallabies? No. no. Okay. Okay. Just car racing. Right. You got IndyCar though. IndyCar. IndyCar. Well, that's going to be well, your only World way to watch Scotty. That's going to be your only way to watch Scotty Mac this year. Well, I do like to watch that, especially because of the timing of it. I can watch it first thing in the morning. Um, so I'll be I'll be getting it. Don't worry. I'm just cool. waiting on a new, a new TV. I'm getting a right. new TV, Grant. That, that, oh. Actually, that's it. That could be in the news. Okay. Well, well, we've kind of run out of news now. So okay. uh, just right. well, stick whatever you want in news, this thing. In breaking news, TD is getting a new TV soon. I can't wait. Is this? Are you pitching to get someone to give you a cheaper deal on a TV, oh, or have you already settled? If, you know what you've feel, got. If no, I don't know what I've got. Uh, and if anybody feels the need to give me a TV, then cool, no worries. You don't, don't just ask for a free TV. What did you say? Something like, if anyone's got a deal for me, no, no, we'll we'll we'll, um, we'll start a new segment and call it the Harvey Norman. Um, <laughs> I don't know. So obviously, report. obviously brought to us by Harvey Norman. <laughs> uh, was sponsored by Harvey Norman, right? They don't make TVs; they just sell them. Yep. Anyway, let's go. Let's get out of here. I've okay. got, got racing to focus on. All right. Well, you're on. Uh, you're on air soon. I'll see you down at uh, Simmons Plains on uh, Wednesday, and we wish you all the best for the weekend. Thank you, mate. Appreciate it.
Thanks, guys. Bye-bye. You've just listened to another Network R production. 